Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake, and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Hello and welcome back to more of that presents Discographology. It's the uh, the podcasts where it's the holiday season, so whoop de doo. Uh, this is another one of our <laughs> pregame shows. Uh, it, it is the holiday season, boys. <laughs> and uh, whoop de doo. I very much so whoop de doo. Also, you guys are a bunch of Grinches, by the way. I I love the holiday season; it's the best. I never said anything against the holidays. I even put up an inflatable reindeer out front. It's already resorting to name calling, folks. I uh, know. <laughs> Wait, you only have one inflatable? I have one inflatable. Beth wants to get more, but I don't want to be mm. those people. But what about the ones? Out. What about the ones for outside, though, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a reindeer that I've got sitting on the porch. So I, I'm sorry, I derailed it. Matt, what do we do on this podcast uh, during the well, holiday season? <laughs> uh, Dickery Doc, we uh, we do discographology. And, uh, what is this, Andrew Dice Clay? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Time to hang up your sock. Uh <laughs> And hurry down the chimney. Uh, anyway, and I, okay. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling festive. We we got our new couch right. today, so I'm I'm in a good mood. Oh. Um, but uh, we do discographology. We uh, take a look at a band and uh, do a deep dive on all of its albums, and you know decide if we if we like it, what we like about it, and uh, just uh, br- bring everybody along with us. But tonight is another one of our pregame shows. Uh, we just talk about you know kind of what we've been listening to and. Uh, as is the uh, as it is the aforementioned holiday season, we've got a special holiday uh, segment that we're going to do on on our pregame too. But uh, just uh, to kick it off, uh, what's what's everybody been listening to? Well, I can start. Um, and what I have been listening to, it, it, this is a we could have a reoccurring segment of uh, in signs of your own impending mortality. Uh, I, I picked up a White Stripes Greatest Hits compilation um, because now there's compilations, uh, Greatest Hits compilations for bands that we were around when they like first yeah. came out. <laughs> Right. And we're all like, they have a greatest hits compilation. Um, but I picked that up. I, I feel kind of bad about it because I, I saw it at a couple of independent record shops around us. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to get that. And then I was at Target and the Target exclusive comes with a slip mat. And that pushed me over the edge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get it just so I can get that sweet slip, slip mat. Slip mat, by the way, is my uh, my math rock metal uh, side project. <laughs> I, we're I, I, the slip mats. We're slipping on mats. That's exactly <laughs> what I was singing in the parking lot of Target. By the way, I started singing the Slip Nuts song. Oh my god! It's kind of a neat slip mat. It's a red felt I need with a, 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 a I tin need a cool man. slip mat. Yeah, I I've never really thought about slip mats before um as far as like looking for one in particular. I just have the the one that came with the record player. Yeah. But uh it's it's nice to have another one on there. And also the compilation is good. Um 
it's it's a double LP compilation that goes throughout all of their stuff. And I'm not a huge White Stripes fan, but I am enough of a White Stripes fan that a Greatest Hits compilation is perfect for me um, I, because I, yeah. I like... You like those dads that buy Eagles Greatest Hits. I know. I've, I've reached that age. Um, I, will, I will say one thing that does bug me about it, though. I like when Greatest Hits compilations are in order of, like, release. So you kind of see the progression of the band. Oh, um, obviously. You yeah. Know, where yeah. it starts with the earliest stuff and goes to the end. This one isn't like that. They've sequenced oh, no. it. So no. you get, like, a mixture of eras, I guess, as you listen. And I think they did it to make it just a more, you know, thematically dynamic record. But it, it does bug me because I'd like to hear, you know, this is all the early stuff. And then it goes to the very end. But it's I pretty good. I think that works for a live set, but not i mean obviously that's how you do a live show right you sequence it in an artistic way but yeah i prefer the chronological for greatest I, I i do as well but that's what i've been listening to what about uh what about you blake uh i don't have a, skip me come back to me i have like just a stupid thing rather than a list of, of things i've been listening to i haven't really bought anything matt what about you uh i haven't bought anything either um I should have mentioned up top, uh, we are, of course, in the middle of our At the Drive-In uh, series. Uh, so I've, you know, of course, been listening to At the Drive-In, but noticed that uh, the album that we're, we're covering next week, In Casino Out, was on a Rolling Stone 40 Greatest Emo albums of all time list oh, so I, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked through that list and, you know, recognized a lot of stuff. Uh the, that uh, Sunday Day Real Estate Diary was number one, and I'd uh, you know had court, gotten into that uh, back when we did the the Batman episode. But um, looked through that list and decided to check out Rites of Spring, which um, I didn't really know anything about. Uh, I, I guess it's Guy or Guy um, Guy Pichetto. Yes, thank you. Um, of uh, later to be Fugazi fame, um, but it's it's his uh, band before that, and it. it I enjoyed it. It was good. I hadn't heard it before. Kind of sounded like uh, if Guy sang for Husker Du, um, mm-hmm. and and I, I think that might just be kind of that that mid '80s production style. And then uh, also, you know, kind of keeping it in in that range. Uh, l- listened to the Fall. I think it's live from the Witch yeah. Trials. Yeah, and, dude, um, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, I I think we're gonna we're gonna see some uh, uh, some fall come up uh, later on ne- next year. I think in, uh, uh, in in the show for us. So so that's that's what I've been listening to, and and then of course really mainline in that in Casino Wild album. Awesome, uh, yeah. Blake. Yeah, same. I mean, I I've, I've been listening to In Casino out uh, a ton. That goes without saying. Um, as far as my little my pop corner over here that I tend to do extra extra Taylor <laughs> Swift releases two secret albums in one year. Um, thank you. So, uh, when we're recording this, I guess it was technically yesterday. She released her second secret LP of the year, uh, with no forewarning. And I, by the time you all hear this, I, I'm, you, you either don't care or you've already played it to death. You're, you know, there's there's no in between on Taylor Swift. Um, I think what what happened was she was planning. I, so I've heard theorizing that 
she was uh with her first one folklore she was planning like an autumn release this is what people theorize it has a very pastoral autumny aesthetic to it and now that this has come out i'm thinking she want she meant to drop a double album originally they said folklore she pushed up the release to summer because 2020 sucks for everyone we we need something you know get give the people something whatever I think this is she called it a sister album and and her her thing I I think it's 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 a double album with a delayed release like remember the system of a down thing uh oh yes memorize and hypnotize so it's <laughs> it's like that system of a down uh double album with a delayed release or guns and roses Taylor. use your illusion one and yeah. two I'm not, not familiar. To go way back. <laughs> Guns N' Roses did um, it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, th- I think it's more stuff from the same session that... Uh, Kid A Amnesiac, does that count? Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't really know... I mean, we don't need to get off on tangent. I don't know like how they planned that, if they wanted to do a double album and then pushed one away, or if it was left. I don't know. I need to get they, that, yeah. that Steve Hyden book. Yes. Uh, I, I'm sure that... Tells the whole story. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I, I don't mean to get too much uh, on that tangent, but um, oh, I I feel obligated to keep us in touch with our friends Heim. Um, once they're a discography band, I think we should always you know keep up with what they're doing. So uh, the the new Taylor Swift album called Evermore does have a Heim feature. I personally think it's the best song on there. I think it's a absolute banger. On a on an album of of pretty understated tracks, this one really stands out. It's it's kind of like Goodbye Earl on steroids, and I just can't recommend highly enough that people check out. It's it's called No Body No Crime by Taylor Swift featuring Heim. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> uh, I would call it a career highlight uh, for the both of them. I'd also like to take both of these albums that she's done this year. Condense them down, maybe throw out some of the filler <laughs> or lesser tracks, and make make an actual double album of my own sequencing. That'd be cool. And call it call it Everlore. <laughs> but I'm sure some somebody's done it already, but but mine's gonna be sweet. Anyway, that that's what I've been up to. Cool. So gonna... I've got a big list this time, but I'm gonna keep it brief. I actually just made like it... Santa. I actually Check made it, it to Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis, and I oh, picked, wow. up, picked up some gems. Um, I'm thrilled to have picked up uh, Aphex Twin Come to Daddy EP. Oh, dang. As well as the Collapse EP that he also put out. Um, so I've really gotten into Rich's music last year or so, and uh, so it's nice to add those to the collection. I also finally picked up Ghosts Infestissimum. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Um, Which one is that? It's the one where there it was like Ghost BC, where they had to like have that extra little part on there. But it, it? I think that's their second album. Uh, oh, okay. But it's 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 great. I'm also really excited by these bargains that I picked up for six dollars and ninety nine cents each are Carl Wilson's solo albums, uh, the self-titled from 81 and uh, Youngblood from 83, but uh, 
Carl Wilson, of course, being the sweetest angel-voiced boy and younger <laughs> brother of Brian and Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys fame. Angel boy. But he's the sweetest boy with the sweetest voice, and I love Carl. Little Carl. <laughs> um, so that's 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 fun to listen to. Uh, this is not an album, but I'm certainly excited about it. Music-related 80s hip-hop group The Fat Boys uh, were, in <laughs> fact, in a Three Stooges-style comedy movie called Disorderlies. And I found that, a copy of that, and I'm particularly jazzed. Uh, so I can't wait to get into uh, watching that. And lastly- That's like a classic. Yeah. Uh, Wes Borland, guitarist from Limp Bizkit, uh, released a new solo album that I'm really into called The Astral Hand. And it's a follow-up to his solo album, The Crystal Machete. Uh, mostly instrumentals. He's just a really cool and underrated player. It's just music that you, you know- have on in the background it's it's really cool stuff but yeah that's that's what i've been listening to nice um oh i had a quick question uh before we move on uh so do you think that we'll have uh that that blink or you'll miss it uh ready before the end of the year blake i have got it ready i mean can i say that now i I, as far as i'm concerned it is ready all right i I don't know how everyone else does it have the orchestra on it that i wanted (laughs) <laughs> yes, I uh, okay. I called in uh, Phil Spector. Was that who did the uh, get back? <laughs> uh, yes, he was the one that let it but- be. butchered. Uh, let it be. Yes. <laughs> oh, shots fired. I think it's it's a pretty. I think it's a pretty standard take. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if there's yeah. many people that disagree that his version's not that great. Well, but what were fine. you getting at, Logan? Are are we oh. winner? I think we should we should probably drop that. I think we're going to have an episode on December 30th. And so mm. that would meet the deadline before end of the year, technically. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Just before the end, yeah. So, yeah, we'll be debuting uh, a new song from us. So that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm really excited. I think it sounds really good, Hell Blake, yeah. by the way. I haven't been able Thank to voice that. I hope everybody that. got a chance to listen. But, uh, all right, well, I've... I think it's a good time to move on. Uh, We thought we would do a little uh, holiday segment this time around uh, called Santa's Wax. And uh, uh, we we have a little song for it uh, really quick. This is the first time I've ever heard this. So here it goes. Take your wish list to the max with a holiday segment called Santa's Wax. Santa's Wax. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, great. I love Beastie I love Boys the rumpa pump pump. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your little little drummer boy beat you did there in the background. That's awesome. Uh it was all uh the only actual instrument on there was the uh sleigh bells. Everything else uh, was just Did you get pentatonics to, to do that those. shit? <laughs> Vocals. That's pentatonics? <laughs> Damn, Logan. But uh so Santa's wax, the idea here is What would you ask for? What are the top three vinyl records that you would ask for from Santa Claus? Because you won't be able to pay for this on your own, and or it's so rare that you can't find it. You need Santa's help. So, Josh, what would be the top three Santa's wax? All right. Do we, um, Blake, do you have that MP3 handy? Yes. All right. Go ahead and uh, play that, and then I'll talk about what my three are. Thank you. 
So I'll go through what we heard there because uh, these are my three picks. So I actually started with one that is just, I think, a very – like I think if you were to ask a lot of uh, record collectors, especially probably uh, baby boomer record collectors about the records they would want, they would probably choose the same one as well. And it's the rarest of the rare ones. So um, that first thing you heard was – uh, the original recording, the Corey men. So the, the band before the Beatles, when it was just Paul George and uh, John as teenagers went in and recorded on an acetate. I'm not ax- asking oh, Santa wow. for the actual acetate. Okay. You should <laughs> obviously that is a one of a kind item that is uh, you know, a museum piece. Um, well, how but good, how good it have belongs you been? in a museum. I know, I know. But here's the thing. So that acetate fell into the hands of, of, of somebody. I don't actually know who this guy was, but in 1980, he ended up finally selling it to Paul McCartney, who I think had been bugging him about it for a long time because <laughs> he wanted it. And so Paul McCartney got it in 1980 and he went into the studio and actually cleaned it up and then gave as Christmas presents to... John and George and and others, you know, about 20 people, I think total, got a special seven inch he cut of the cleaned up version. I'm asking for one of those, (laughs) the cleaned up version that was gifted in 1980 because none of them have ever shown up online. So that's my, you know, most fantastical pick of of all of them is this. what if Ringo Starr was like hawking his on eBay one day? <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. They've never shown up anywhere. That's kind of surprising because it's like the estimate I saw was it'd be worth about thirteen thousand dollars if it went to auction. Who knows? It'd probably go for more. But there's no way you can really put a number. On. That that's my most most fantastical pick. Okay, so Ringo's then Ringo's got to eat. Yeah, he's not even on that recording. He doesn't give a shit. Like, it's not, he has nothing to do with it. Maybe he doesn't have one. Uh, yeah, maybe he didn't get one for Christmas that year. Um, the second... You want that? The second thing you heard was uh, two, actually two songs that are both from the same 7-inch. So Chris Bell, who was the first guitar player and co-songwriter for Big Star, which I've been getting, I've been listening to a lot of Big Star lately, um, and Chris Bell, I watched that Big Star documentary and have been listening to a lot of their stuff. So Chris Bell, um, he's on the first Big Star album, number one record. He co-wrote a lot of the big songs on it, like 13 and In the Street. That whole album slaps. It's great. So he left the band and did a bunch of different stuff, like just literally at one point waited tables in Memphis. But he decided to go ahead and record a solo album in the late 70s. He records this album. He ends up releasing one 7-inch, which is I Am the Cosmos backed with you and your sister, and then he dies in a car accident. And so it's the only recording that ever was issued during his lifetime. Later in 1992, Disc actually issues his solo album with those songs on it on CD. 
But that original 7-inch of I Am The Cosmos and You and Your Sister is very difficult to find. I looked on Discogs, and I think there's one for like $400 right now. Um, but that would be very cool to have just as a item because both of those songs are amazing. Um, I had I had to play both because I Am The Cosmos is just a great song. But then You and Your Sister is extra great because Alex Chilton from Big Star uh, sang with him on that one. So it's sort of the last big classic big star kind of um song in some ways so i wanted to put both of those on there but that would be one um that seven inch i am the cosmos backed with you. we have the i am the cosmos lp yeah yeah they they later did some you know like cut some vinyl and stuff of it but only one thing was actually issued in his his lifetime I, Um, i didn't realize it I have an affinity, by the way, for the the side man that goes astray. I realize, like you know, Jay uh, yeah. Bennett, Matt Sharp, uh, Chris Bell. Like, you're going to be what... a Jim Ward fan here too. I, I have <laughs> yeah, a I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I you're going to head in the Jim Ward that, direction. That, that story. Um, so then, the last thing you heard there, uh, Rivers Cuomo did. Uh, two compilations that were released called Alone and Alone 2 that were all of uh, his, not all of them, but quite a few demos he had done of Weezer songs, among other things. I have both of those on CD. He did one called Alone 3, The Pinkerton Years. But the thing is, to get it, you had to purchase his book, The Pinkerton Diaries, which was uh, a limited edition book that collected his diaries from when he was at Harvard and writing Pinkerton. And it's like a super limited edition thing. I think it may have only been available on the Weezer Cruise, whatever year that happened. <laughs> and as such, you can find it online, like you can find a YouTube rip that has Alone 3. But to my knowledge, it's never been issued beyond that initial limited edition um, pressing. So that's actually not a piece of wax. That's a CD. Um, but considering I have alone, disqualified. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Considering I have alone one and two, and it'd be nice to have that third one. Also being a Weezer fan, also being a Pinkerton fan, and just there's songs on there that are not on any other releases. Um, would be really cool. And I actually put the demo there of You Gave Your Love to Me Softly from Alone 3. And that one you can find on Discogs for like $300 currently. So those are my three that I would really hope old St. Nick will bring me this year. Who wants to go next? I've got a few uh, on on my list here. Uh, n- not nearly, I think, as as rare as, as Josh's... Uh, Josh's desires, but I uh, have some personal connection to a lot of these. Uh, Logan, I, I believe I know that you have a reissue of Melancholy on vinyl, but but you you almost certainly have an original as well. Do you not? Yes. Yeah yes. that 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 is definitely uh, has Sealed. always been on my list as well. The the three LP. Yep, mm. and the alternate track listing. Yes. Well, and uh, it has the tonight tonight reprise. Yes, on. On the, that vinyl, yes. So, so that that's always been uh, been on on my uh, long term wish list. Um, similarly, uh, I, and I've thought about doing this as a palate cleanser episode. They they have other albums, but uh, there are few uh, albums that that loom larger in my kind of early teen years than uh, the Third Eye Blind self titled debut. Bogart, mm. uh, of course, the the band that Josh and I were in, 
in high school, a little bit after, uh, covered losing a whole year uh, at our last uh, last show. I'll always love that one, but um, I may I may have blinders on when I say that it is an amazing and per- and nearly perfect record. But it, it is an amazing and nearly perfect record as far as I'm concerned, and it also comes from that era where. It was kind of maybe the the uh, the, the nadir or, or the uh, the lowest level of vinyl output, uh, where if it was issued at that time, you know, it's it's really expensive to find. Now I did some looking; they they do have them available on Discogs around seventy five dollars. Um, so you know, I, probably more than I would than I would think to uh, want to pay for that, but um, uh, d- definitely something that I want to have. Uh, around that time, uh, I also remember going to Indigo Records, which was an old record store here in town that uh, I, I know uh, everybody here went to, to Indigo, surely. Yes. When it was here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember walking in to Indigo one day, and they had a copy of Transatlanticism on display. And I just mm. uh, really remember being struck by that album cover and I didn't end up buying it at the time. And I, I wish I would have now uh, um, it, it's uh, it, it is still available. It's uh, another one in the, in the $70 range. So, um, you know, we'll still be pining f- for, for it, but uh, you know, it, it was, it was great to see it in the wild and, and I would love to, uh, to come across it again. Um, we have that one, Matt. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's just so good. De- just by the way, we didn't say the Death Cab for Cutie Transatlanticism. Yes, yeah, Death Cab. I have for, if no you idea aware, what that yeah. was. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> I I I forget sometimes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of my list. The the only other one that I thought of uh, that, that's kind of and this is what I, um, where I thought you might have put on your list, Josh, was the uh, the baby doll uh, cover of oh the uh, yesterday and today the yesterday Beatles. and today yeah the butcher uh, cover yeah the butcher cover yes, yes thank you yeah I knew it had a uh a, a name oh that yeah i thought about that one but i mean beyond the cover being kind of fucked up and cool like i don't know <laughs> if there's really a musical difference from the regular yesterday and today you would find it's just no, the, cover. It's the cover yeah and it's and it's awesome because what the hell were they doing <laughs> it's art they were doing art Man, um, smoking reefer. They, <laughs> the we uh, should I go? Sure. Uh, I also did a top three, um, and I, I I think these are all things that are financially impossible for me to to obtain, at least at this point, until I become rich, like all Americans eventually do. Um, <laughs> so my first one, yeah, that's right. Uh, two cars and a and a mule. Uh, pet sounds, I should say the beach boys, but, uh, so this is a a real thing I saw on discogs today. Uh, mono 1966 pressing sealed $4,500. Wow. It's one of my all time favorite records. And this is like the, one of the earliest, most pure ways to own. Would you uh, open it? No, fuck. No. Would I open it? (laughs) Come on. I'm gonna pay forty five hundred dollars for a for a a sealed <laughs> original Pet Sounds and then open it like a child with a toy. Come on. Um, my second thing is my second thing's kind of a cheat because it's not it's not one record, but I would like to complete my Nine Inch Nails collection. So we're talking 
Fantasy Time, Santa Land. Santa <laughs> brings me Chimney Man. Santa brings me every Halo, and if you're a fan, you'll know what that means. Every Halo that I do not own, Halos are Nine Inch Nails releases. So a lot of them are somewhat easy to get. However, uh, and Logan knows what I'm talking about. Albums like Year Zero and The Slip, which have not been reissued, are in like the three hundred to five hundred dollar range. Oh, are they really? I, oh yeah, I want them real bad, but Seriously. they are pretty out of reach. Logan's um, thinking right now about how he owns them, and he's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> "Do you say that? Do you, do you have them?" I mean, this isn't the the podcast where we ask Logan what he has and doesn't have. These are all curious, y'all. Let's go rob Logan's house. (laughs) No, Jesus. There's lots of rare vinyl in there. Yes, I I I have the slip and I have Year Zero. And yeah, that no, that's awesome that you do. I mean, but I I did not pay anywhere like that. Yeah, of course. That's and I I. I have a few records that I paid, you know, cost for, and they ended up being in that range. Logan, do you do you have the Corey? Were you gifted a copy of the Corey Men, in spite of all the danger, in nineteen eighty by Paul McCartney? <laughs> well, gosh, Josh, you had to ask. No, I I do not. So yeah, uh, complete the Nine Inch Nails collection. For my last one, I have to do an honorable honorable mention for my wife. This is important. I feel like she said. And this is Super Fantasy Land, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange, mm. which was never uh, put on vinyl other than bootlegs. But uh, we both feel like it, it it's a great album that should exist on a beautiful orange disc. And it's crazy that, to my knowledge, it has never been done, except on the many, many bootlegs that you can find online. <laughs> um, lastly... So I, I've talked on this show before about the uh, Record Store Day, uh, Billie Eilish Live at Third Man Records. So that one was was, was a, a re, repress. Um, there is an edition of that where she at Third Man Records, I think maybe around 200 were made of this. Um, there's a video of, of her. She They put all the sleeves of this limited run on the ground and she splatter painted them all. <laughs> so you can get Billie Eilish live at third man, um, with, with some blue paint splattered on it for about $2,000, uh, on Whoa. eBay. Last I checked, uh, it would, I think it would be, uh, just a really neat relic to have for a super fan like me. It's, you know, there's so few of them and it would, just it'd be something she stepped on it so that sounds really weird but it is it is kind of fun all right those were all good choices I, you were telling me you were you're saying your choices weren't good those are good i mean <laughs> uh, one of them is is a is a record that billy eilish stepped on so that's kind of dumb <laughs> don't worry i'll i'll lower the bar here <laughs> <laughs> all right lower it I'm, I'm i can't wait well you know no home is complete without the typo negative box set that you know has every typo negative album because who doesn't want that i I didn't even think about box sets by the way holy shit it's their entire like you can't even get all of their out like you can't find october rust for like anything decent like it's it's all like hit or miss so this would be the kind of end all be all to have but it's like 300 400 bucks or more and i'm just not 
not willing to shell that out. Um, another one would be tools. I, I'm going to say enema. I call it enema. I know some people say anima, whatever. Uh, but that has <laughs> not been reissued. Really? No. Uh, Crazy. It's like 500 to 700 Damn, cow. dude. $800. Uh, so much like I, but here's the thing. Uh, so I was cleaning records for stick it in your ear this week and, uh, they gave me a record to clean, uh, that is tools enema, uh, that is Whoa. signed by Danny Carey, the drummer. Oh, wow. Whoa. Um, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a bootleg and I played it and it's sounds pretty awesome. It sounds really good. Uh, so it kind of made me kind of like, wow, huh? But I would love to have that. That's one of, you know, kind of going back to my teen years as well, Matt, that I really need that grail uh, to add to the collection. And then last, I I had another one on there, but I took it off at the last minute, and I realized that what I really want is The Cure's Wish on vinyl. Uh, That is also ridiculously hard to find, and very expensive. We're talking four hundred to six hundred dollars or more. Uh, so I would like to round out my Cure collection with that album because that is definitely missing. So I, I, I wish they'd reissue it, but it just doesn't seem you like. You wish? It. I wish. <laughs> I wish they'd reissue. Yes. So those those are my three. Not really. It's your wish list. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. It's stuff that I would like, and probably no one else would. <laughs> that's wild about uh, about anima. Um, I, I th- that's kind of counterintuitive to to what I see. Of, or other tool releases um, seem relatively common. I, I know I picked up my undertow, uh, and it may be a re-release. I, I need to check, but uh, I, I found it used at vintage stock for. I think I paid twenty dollars, and yeah. and I know I've seen opiate all over the place. You can get opiate yeah, you really see that cheap, real cheap, yeah. And lateralis, all the picture discs that that's pretty <laughs> common. Picture disc uh, lateralis, yes. But it's the enema and, and ten thousand days uh, that are just like ridiculously huh. rare, and then the originals of like opiate and undertow. Well, maybe if you'd sell a few copies of your With Teeth here, you know. I know you got like four copies with of With teeth. teeth back over there. <laughs> that's not that's not the one. You sell some. What did you, what did you say it was? The Slip? The Slip, year, the slip and Year Zero year, are. Sell oh, some and, of your um, Year Zeros and go buy I your. Have, okay, here's. I only have one. The very year elusive. Go, if you have Ghosts 1 through 4 by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, you're a you're a wealthy collector. Was that the uh, <laughs> the release that had the the sample from Old Town Road? Was yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. What? How much has that gone up to? It might have been. He's in got the that thousands. shit. You got that shit, don't I you? I don't. I don't. Do you have <laughs> shit? Log- can someone it, show fo- like Photoshop a, a meme picture of Logan diving into a <laughs> vault of Nine Inch Nails albums like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, swimming yeah. around in them. You know? <laughs> That'd be an awesome one to have. What can I say? I, I really hope they did. They did a Ghost Five and Six. Uh, d- d- uh, it was this year. Mm-hmm. They never released a, a physical version of it. I I hope they do. Yeah, just, that'd be cool. Have some more crap to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on that note, we'd also like to uh, say Happy Holidays, everybody, and hope that you have a safe rest of twenty twenty. 
hopefully it <laughs> goes goes down without hopefully nothing a bad happens bang or something i don't know <laughs> but uh next week You're tempting fate we're gonna be covering our uh at the drive-in el gran orgo ep and their full length in casino out so please do join us again for that next week uh thank you so much for listening uh you can find us where matt uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DiscographPod. You can find our music on all major streaming services, including Spotify or moreofthat.bandcamp.com. We also have an Instagram at moreofthatpresents. You can find us on YouTube as well. And if you want to look up any of my music, it's Logan Williams Music on YouTube. Also check out other podcasts on the Ox Podcast Network. That's AUX. If you'd like to support us, you can do so on patreon.com backslash aux audio. Really cool stuff is forthcoming on there, and there's a, a, a fun download on there right now. I think the only thing I, I have to play out is uh, I want a hippopotamus. I want a hippopotamus? Sure. I want a, I want a hippopotamus. Have a happy holiday, everyone.